Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Football Garbage Time NFL Podcast. My name is Hakun Wong and I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Football Garbage Time. And with me as always is my co-host, Trevor Stores from Rep. District Pool Press Coverage. And as I said last time, perhaps most importantly, the new and improved Skybar. Hey, Trev, how's it going? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. I appreciate that intro, man. That was dope. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing good. And you just introduced me to a new drink that you like to make at Skybar. Why don't you repeat that so everyone knows? Uh, it's called Jameson Green Tea. So for those who want to the recipe, Jameson, Irish whiskey, little tea snaps, Irish mix, pick it up. Enjoy. Look at that. See, yeah, yeah. If, you didn't, if you guys couldn't hear that, I was scribbling that down. That was me scribbling it down in the background. <laughs> I'm going to totally screw that up later on, Trap, and be like, this tastes like crap because I'm going to screw it up. So at some point, we're going to have to go out to Skybar and get the original. I think that's yes, the way sir. it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I got you. And I know you don't have time for this uh, watching TV, watching movie stuff. We know that actually from like all year round because, dude, you are always so busy. You yeah. fall behind and watching stuff, and I, I and I just finished watching uh, the Stranger Things season four, which ah. was freaking amazing. It was freaking amazing, I gotta say. But the weird, weird thing is, I don't know if you remember this, like the entire Harry Potter thing, where like they're supposed to be in grade school yet they're 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, wait a second. It's like it's like 21 Jump Street all over again. It's like, wait, that yeah. dude is 17. He's like 30. <laughs> that guy has a full-blown mustache and a beard. That doesn't make sense. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying. And they got a fifth season coming up. I don't know what they're gonna say. Like, did they fall? They, they, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. They massive growth spurt. They're taking uh, testosterone. I don't know what's happening, but they are getting a little bit big for uh, grade school guys. Just saying. Anyway, we got plenty to talk about today, including Baker Mayfield's trade to the Carolina Panthers. Then we're gonna talk about some more divisions. We break down entering into preseason, the AFC West and AFC South. Some fantasy football advice, so much more. Let's get this rolling. All right, let's start with Baker Mayfield. So the Cleveland Browns, and this happened right after we did our podcast last week, Trev. So that was kind of annoying. Yeah, I mean, no joke. super inconsiderate of the Browns to trade them to the Panthers right after yeah, we talk cool. about the Panthers. <laughs> okay, I mean, here we are espousing the benefits of having Sam Darnold in our center, and then they had Baker Mayfield in the wing. So anyway, you know, boo Browns. Think of us next time. Stop, you know, being so selfish and rude. Okay. Just Make trades before we do our podcast, all right? That's all I'm asking. (laughs) Anyway, Browns, they traded the quarterback, Baker Mayfield, to the Carolina Panthers for a 2024 conditional draft pick. The Panthers will pay $4.85 million of Mayfield's salary, while the Browns will pay $10.5 million. That's amazing. (laughs) The Browns are going to pay $10.5 million for nothing. Mayfield agreed to convert the remainder of the $18.8 million salary into incentives to facilitate the deal, and Mayfield can earn that money back based on team performance. Now, the Browns, as I mentioned, will receive a conditional 2024 draft pick. It could be either a fourth or a fifth round if Mayfield's playing time in Carolina is uh, 70% of the snaps or more, they will go up to a fourth rounder. So the best case scenario for the Browns is they get a fourth rounder in 2024. So Mayfield was the number one overall pick in 2018, 
Guess who was the number three overall pick in 2018? Sam Darnold. And <laughs> they're on the Panthers now. So what are your thoughts here, Trev? Uh, flip a coin, whoever's going to be the starting quarterback. Right. I'm just glad the deal is done and the Baker Mayfield drama is put to bed for at least a little bit till training camp. But right. I saw a stat today where um, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield both led the league, both lead the league in interceptions since being drafted. Which <laughs> yes. Year at one and three. So literally flip a coin just that he's going to be starting there. Should be Baker Mayfield just by the hype and from the school and, you know, it's Baker Mayfield, but at the end of the day, it's Baker Mayfield. So Yeah, yeah. And it's interesting Good because I, I, I have this perception. It's weird because you, you kind of hit the nail on the head here, Trev. I have this perception that Baker Mayfield was the better quarterback. But when you right. look at the numbers, that's not really true. It's no. it, They're actually very similar, which is mm-hmm. eerie, you know, like they yeah, – and, and you said that you mentioned interceptions, and um, I saw another stat that said Panthers quarterbacks posted a 30.3 QBR last season, which is 30th in the NFL, uh, whereas Mayfield was 35.1 QBR last season, which is 27th in the NFL. So that's a very minor upgrade. Um, wow. In fact, they said that Sam Darnold alone so is the only non-rookie quarterback with a lower QBR than Mayfield <laughs> last year. So, oh, I mean, doesn't, yeah. that doesn't sound great, you know? Um right. Could. It's kind of funny though. You can you rewind to 2018 and think about like what it was like with oh who do we take first overall? Is it Sam Darnold? Is it Baker Mayfield? And now here are the Panthers, you know, in 2022 with both of them, uh, basically for a song. So really interesting to see what's going to happen here. Interestingly, also Carolina Super Bowl odds they went from 125 to one to 100 to one um, when they got Bay- Baker oh, Mayfield. So okay. slightly better, you know, slightly yeah. better. <laughs> so but again i think it's all based on perception right it's not really reality it's not like mayfield was that much better so i agree with you though trev i'm glad they got this uh handled and we won't hear more about it until afterwards so let's go ahead and put that to bed for now and and talk about the two other divisions that we're going to talk about today so let's yeah, go ahead and the boxing bell yeah i got a breaking news after the boxing bell little thing that we could touch on okay breaking news let's uh, do it I saw right before i jumped on the patriots have traded Keneal Harry to the bears yes that's right that's right and, and actually though that's interesting you should th- i was actually thinking about saying it but then i thought no one's going to care except for bears fans, You're um, a bears fan. <laughs> i am a bears show. fan this is exactly right which is exactly right i just didn't want to subject others to that i know how how yeah, crappy it is to be a bears fan i didn't want to subject others to that you, bad juju, you, you know? That? Yeah, well, so let's talk, I mean, let's talk, so listen, I, let me get your thoughts on, I have thoughts on this for sure, but okay. you, what do you think about this trade? Um, I like it. It gives uh, Justin Fields a, a quote-unquote veteran receiver that he can right. uh, create good chemistry with. Camille Harry was good coming out of college, just didn't find his niche at, in New England. Uh, show flashes that he can be the receiver that he displayed in college, but injuries and also, I guess, it's just the system up there, so... Good fresh start for him, and why not? It's a good fresh start with Justin Fields, new regime, new coach, all that stuff. So I like the move, honestly. Helps Justin. Yeah, Fields. no, I I actually think it's a no lose scenario because right. it's not like it's it's cheap, right? There's not big, there's yep. not there's, there's not much risk here. It's it's cheap salary. It's a 2022 rental, um, so it doesn't really there's not much there, and they really don't have much going on in Chicago in terms of a receiving core, as you pointed exactly. out. So it can't hurt. The guy's only 24. He was the 25th overall pick in 2019, and when he was at Arizona State, he had back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. So he, it's, yeah. you know, he can he can produce. He just didn't produce in the system 
uh, under the Patriots. He didn't get the opportunity, I should say, to produce uh, with the Patriots. But, you know, it's not every day that Bill Belichick drafts a wide receiver in the first round or an offensive skill player of any kind in the first round. So he must have saw something in him. And um, well, why not? You know, I think I think it's kind of a why not. Um, but um, the Patriots obviously weren't going to use him. So it was it was probably a better deal for them <laughs> because they had to get him off the roster somehow. And, and they got, at least got something out of this. Um, so that's not so bad. You know, they got they, I guess they got a 2024 seventh round pick, you know, yeah. so whatever that's worth. Um, but they did save one point eight seven million dollars on cap space. So that's not so bad, I guess. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it to the Bears. I'll take it for the Patriots. I think it's a good one all the way around. Great one for Harry. All right. Well, thanks for bringing that up because now I get to yeah, talk no. about the Bears. There was much more time than I expected to spend on this. So that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get hit another boxing ball. That was like another topic. <laughs> so let's just do that. All right. Let's talk about the uh, AFC West now. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos first. Coming into the preseason here, Trev, what are your thoughts on their biggest strengths and the biggest questions? Well, obviously the biggest strength is the Russell Wilson trade. They did it. They pulled the trigger and got it. Yep. Um, to go along with the, the nice wide receiving core of Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, and uh, Tim Patrick. I like Tim Patrick a lot. Yep. Um, and then compliments Javante Williams running back from North Carolina, who I'm a huge fan of because of the Tar Heels. So, yeah. Right there. Question is Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. I know he spent time in Green Bay as offense coordinator for Aaron Rodgers, and we all know what that resulted in two back to back MVPs. Um, yep. this is that. But um, I guess that is, to me, the biggest question is him as a head coach and the system, if it's really going to work for Russell Wilson or not, like how are they going to make this offense tailor around him? Because the defense is, is pretty good. I like their defense too. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I think their their defense actually is great. I mean, they have, uh, I mean, they have, a, they have a great pass rush right now. They got yep. Dremont Jones. They got a free agent pickup, DJ Jones. Uh, both very much uh, good pass rushers right there. Um, Malik Reed, fantastic third uh, edge rusher there. And then they are second round pick this year. Nick Bonito, also a, a productive okay. pass rusher. So lots of upside here in terms of their defense. Uh, and their secondary looks great again. And oh, they got a free agent picked up. They got Kawan Williams. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, I think there's a lot of things that they can do here that will make them very, yeah. very dangerous. Yep. In the uh, in the AFC West. All right. So talk about a fantasy football for a second. Who are you uh, targeting, if any, in your fantasy football drafts out of the Broncos? I'm actually going to go KJ Hammer. I think it's going to okay. be his time to to shine because he has a competent quarterback back there that can wish to help showcase his skills that he brings to the wide receiving core. So I'm going to go KJ Hammer. Yeah, I love that. And it's a 265th overall wide receiver, 93. He's more than free. You might get money back when right. you draft KJ Hamler. So you know that's a great that's a great thought. And if the dynasty league, I love that pick because who knows he can really grow. Uh, I actually the guy you mentioned earlier. I like Tim Patrick. I mean he's going one fiftieth overall wide receiver fifty nine. Um, clearly he's un, I think he's underrated. I think that you know Jerry Judy actually might spend time um, uh, suspended this season. So I think there's some room here for Tim Patrick. Also room for KJ Hamler. I suppose. So there's a lot yep. of things going on here that I think kind of is in, in favor of Tim Patrick kind of breaking out as well. KJ Hamler, you could probably make the same arguments for both here, but um, the ADP for Tim Patrick at 150 overall, I think is worth the, the flyer. That's going to be like 15th, 16th round there. So, um, you know, pick them up, pick them both up, you know, why yep. not? I mean, it's going to cost you nothing. 
All right. So let's talk about the Kansas City Chiefs next on the AFC West. Let's talk about them. What are your thoughts on the biggest questions and biggest uh, strengths for the Kansas City Chiefs entering the preseason? Uh, their strengths are, I think, Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the Question is, who's going to fill in uh, Tyreek's whole uh, spot on the roster, you know, his, what he brought to the okay. offense? Um, yeah, so that, the question is the absence of Tyreek Hill and the strength of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid. I think they'll be okay because they do have Pat Mahomes. They did bring yep. in Sammy Watkins. I mean, he's getting up there in age and, and skill level, but he is a veteran. He is pretty good still. Uh, they brought over Valdez Scantling from Green Bay. So yep. you go from Aaron Rodgers to Pat Mahomes, that's going to be awesome. So yeah. um, you know, Travis Kelsey. So I think they'll be just fine in their division and, you know, still still battle. Cause they've been about like four straight AFC championship games or something like that. So, uh, But it will, it will be different without Tyreek Hill for sure. So it's going to be interesting to see how the offense is ran this year. Yeah, I totally agree. And the wide receiving core looks completely different, completely yeah. different, because also Demarcus Robinson also left. So it's it's right now Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Sky Moore, the rookie. Um, yeah. So completely different. We, we It's really hard. I mean, now you got Nicole Hardman there, too, kind mm-hmm. of floating around in the background. I don't know what, what they're going to do with him. I mean, obviously, he's flashed in the past, and everyone said, oh, well, he could be Tyreek Hill, but he hasn't really – elevated to that level who knows what will happen maybe he'll get more opportunity here but i do love what they've done in order to kind of you know fix it all up and use as you mentioned travis kelchi also there so that's interesting i'm interested in what's going to happen on the ground game a little bit they did get ronald yeah. jones you know and they have clyde edwards hilaire um i'm just wondering how that's all going to put all going to fit together and i actually do like rookie isaiah pacheco as well uh, i think that there is something there and Maybe they can create something out of that. Now, the problem is that Andy Reid usually likes to get one guy the ball in the backfield. So I don't know how that's going to sort out. It probably will be Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. But I think there's a lot of potential there in the, uh, in the, in the running back backfield. So, yeah, interesting. So it sounds really good. So give us some fantasy football draft picks here. Anybody you're looking at drafting out of the Kansas City Chiefs this year? Uh, I'm going to go on a, on a limb and say either Juju Smith-Schuster or Nicole Hardman still. I still mm-hmm. think uh, I think Nicole Hardman might be inserted into that Tyreek Hill role with the speed for slot guy because he does have good speed coming out of Georgia. They show that yep. as well as the Chiefs already. So uh, a steal would be Nicole Hardman, but Juju, because uh, pre-TikTok, Juju was, was a pretty good receiver. <laughs> right. He was. right. So if you can get back to that, um, which is going to be weird because he's going to TikTok heaven with Jackson Mahomes there, Pat's brother. So <laughs> but, right. Yeah, for Juju to put some good numbers too with Pat Mahomes. So. But Miko Harmon, the final answer. Yeah, well, oh, Juju Smith-Schuster, by the way, 74th overall, wide receiver 33. So pretty good pretty good value yeah. right there. Miko Hardman going 170th overall, wide receiver 65. So that's that's late. So that, that's, that's great because you can get them at the very end of your draft if you – kind of fill it out, take a nice lottery ticket there, because if Nicole Hardman ends up being one of the starting three, he's playing with Patrick Mahomes. He's going to produce. I mean, that's just kind of the bottom line there. And he has history, right? I mean, that's the thing, is that the one, quote-unquote, stable part of that receiving core is Nicole Hardman. And I mean, aside from Travis Kelce, of course. So I think there's there's some potential he may elevate here. Now, I'm going to take the only other receiver left other than – I mean, well, obviously not the only other receiver left, but I like Sky Moore. Um, He's going 137th overall. Wide receiver 57 from Western Michigan. Uh, you know, he, he wasn't a first-round rookie, so maybe he's getting a little undervalued. He was a second-round rookie. rookie. 
Uh, he was the 13th wide receiver selected in draft, but he is, he has got some, he's got some jets, you know, and I, he's got, and I think he can be uh, competing with targets with uh, Schuster and MVS. And he has this great yard after the catch ability. I mean, he's, you know, tied for uh, first with 26 forced missed tackles, forced missed tackles in 2021 in, this, in the college football series uh, grouping there. So that's, you know, he has a lot of potential there to just grab the ball and go. A lot of things that we saw Tyreek Hill did when he was in Kansas City before right. he started taking the top off the defenses. So um, I think there's some potential there. And 137th overall, I think that's some decent value. But I love it. I mean, hey, take, take a flyer on all these wide receivers. You know, I think there's... Yeah. There's something we don't know. We're just guessing. We don't know what's going to happen. All right, let's go to the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts here on their greatest strength and their greatest question entering the preseason? Uh, greatest strength would be adding Devontae Adams to the wide receiver board. Yes, sir. And also, Absolutely. and also extending Hunter Renfro. Say what you want. That dude yeah. is a beast. Okay. Yeah, he, he balls a, out. He is a mini Cooper Cup. He's a you know. <laughs> Poor man, Julian Edelman. I like him a lot. So, um, biggest question is, I guess their defense outside of Max Crosby, can it still, you know, hold up? Um, I guess, yeah, that's, that's just a question for me. I have to the defense, but their strength is obviously their offense with Devontae Adams. So. Yeah, I agree. I think that's all, all good. And I guess he, it's funny, you call him the poor man's Julian Edelman. I think he's kind of the rich man's Julian Edelman right now because Julian Edelman's not really uh, worth anything today. <laughs> but, but he's uh, – <laughs> Poor man's Julian Edelman if you went back five years or so, you know, (laughs) the way to look at it. But, yeah, I agree. The the offense looks really, uh, really looks like it's shaping up nicely. I mean, Derek Carr, now Josh McDaniels over there as well. I mean, it's a great match for Derek Carr. I think it's going to be really, really – it's really playing to his strengths there. So, Mm -hmm. certainly some benefit there. They do have a nice young cornerback group there. That could be a strength. We're still not 100% sure, but – they got Trayvon Mullen, they got Rocky Yassin, and they got Nate Hobbs there. Um, so, they, they, you know, there's some potential, but I, I am a little bit concerned about how the defense will look this year. Um, but offense is exciting, for sure, absolutely. So what do you well, think about fantasy football? Who do you who are you taking here? I'm going Hunter draft? Renfro, man. I'm going Hunter Renfro. Ah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Hunter Renfro, 95th overall. Wide receiver, 41 this year. Uh, that's some good value right there. I mean, I, I – I think he's uh I think he's fantastic. I just like to see him play. But you know, I don't know if people know this. A thousand thirty eight yards last year. Yeah. You know, and nine touchdowns. Quietly. So yeah, quietly, right. You know, over a thousand yards and, and nine touchdowns. That's a that's a brilliant season for yeah. anybody. And and yet, you know, he just gets he doesn't get a lot of love for that, you know. Nobody actually talks about that. Um ten point one yards per reception. That's pretty freaking good, you know. Yeah, it is. Uh he finished 17th among all, all wide receivers. I mean, that's <laughs> like, good value. About him. It's very good value. Yeah, I mean, you're taking him as wide receiver 41. He ended up 17 last year. That's like, you know, great value. So, hey, I love that. I love that pick. I'm going to be even um, – I'm going to be more conservative. I'm going to go with Darren Waller. He's going Ooh. 51st overall, tight end five. And there is some discussion about whether Waller will lose targets because of Devonta Adams. I see it the other way around. I see him freeing up on targets with Devonta Adams around, you know, I see, I see him as being the guy who really opens it up so that Darren Waller can get out there and get free because yep. up until this point, they've been double teaming Darren Waller and now they're going to have to deal with Devonta Adams. And of course there's Hunter Renfro. And I think there's a lot of potential here for Waller to exceed his tight end five uh, ranking. So I think, you know, 
there's a big there's a big upside here. I mean, the other thing is that he he has a lot of red zone targets in 2021. He didn't convert many of them, but he he if he's open more, I think he can convert a lot of those, and uh, that can be a big big move for him. All right, let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers. What do you think about them? Greatest strength, greatest question entering the preseason. Their greatest strength is their uh, their overall team, man. They're they're yeah. good. They've got a really good offensive line led by Rashawn Slater over there. Yeah, they, they look good. Herbert, um, we saw what he can do, and he's a young gunslinger. They added J.C. Mm-hmm. Jackson from the Patriots to that already stout secondary over there in the Chargers. So I like them a lot. Biggest question is though, can they get it done? Can they get over the hump of right having to beat the Raiders in a play-in game or whatever to get to the playoff? Like, can they just get in, solidify their spot? Like, but it's going to be tough in this division. Each team in this division is very, very, very good. So, but they do yeah. have. A if I could rank it real quick, I would probably go just by the off-season moves. Ah, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, Raiders. But you could also change Woo. out the Chiefs if you wanted to is my opinion but um yeah but the question is can they just get over that that hump of maybe making it in and maybe not making it in yeah i totally i totally agree i mean this is definitely i mean they have so many weapons on both sides of the ball and, and don't forget yeah. joey bosa being there as well yeah. I mean, it's just it is just um it is just something that yeah it's, it's such a good team it's it's but you said you said it though you really hit the nail on the head here trev they're in the afc west and that yeah. is a ridiculous division. You know, yeah. it is a division that I wouldn't want to be in. You know, you know when uh, they have like the uh, World Cup for, and they say, well, that's the kind of division of death, so to speak, or the draw. Of yeah. death. That's kind of what I feel like the AFC West is, you know. It is. Four yeah. really solid, good teams, but they got to play each other. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's going to be really interesting. So who do you think about uh, targeting over in the Los Angeles Chargers for your fantasy football drafts? Oh, man. I want to go with I, – I liked him a lot. I kind of wish he would have came to us, but he got re-signed uh, with Mike Williams. I love Mike Williams. Oh, yeah. He's an underrated receiver. He's big and tall. I witnessed the first game we played them last year, our first home game. He is yep. he's there, though. I'm going to go Mike Williams. Yeah, I love that. And he's number 39 overall, wide receiver 17, going behind Keenan Allen, who's going 33 overall. So a little bit of extra value there because I think Mike Williams has tons of upside. Also, quietly, I mean, maybe not as quietly, but 1,146 yards uh, over there in last season. Nine touchdowns. Finished 11th. 11th best wide receiver in the NFL. He's going for wide receiver 17 right now. So there's certainly some value there for Mike Williams in that very high-end, up-tempo offense. Herbert just keeps getting better and better over there. I like – I'm going to take a flyer here. I'm going to go with Gerald Everett, who was replacing Ooh. Gerald out there. He's all the way down there, 155 overall, tight end 22, 22nd tight end off the board. See, he had some solid stretches out there uh, when with Russell Wilson, when Russell Wilson came back from injury. He came back. He's basically like Jared Cook. Cook finished tight end 16 overall last year. Everett, um, I think that's kind of his floor, and I think he can really kind of break out with uh, this kind of high-end offense that he'll be playing in because there's so many – I mean, there's a lot of options there, and he's a athletic, generally athletic player. With, uh, with above average route uh, route running, I think he fits the, he fits the profile for kind of breaking out as a tight end in that system, um, and I think that he can he can make some waves and he basically costs nothing. So that, that's who I'm going with, Gerald Everett, at uh, 155 overall. All right, let us turn our attention to the other side, and that's the AFC South because 
We got four more teams here, and this one is like a tale of two cities, right? I mean, it's like half the AFC South is like decent, and the other half of the AFC South is like absolute garbage. But let's let's go. Let's start with Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, So, what are your thoughts on the greatest, biggest questions? There's so many, and what do you think is the biggest strength? That's that'll be interesting to hear for the Jacksonville Jaguars going into the preseason. Um, The question for me is, how is the how is the defense going to be? Honestly, yeah. I know they had who they draft. What is what's his name? Trayvon Walker from Georgia. Right. But other than that, who else do they really have? The biggest strength, I guess, would be obviously Trevor Lawrence. And then the guy, they gave him some help in uh, Christian Kirk. Travis Etienne's coming back. That's another strength for them. And honestly, yeah. Doug Peterson. Uh, I mean, say what you want about the guy, but look what he did with Carson Wentz in Philly before the injury. Took a young quarterback out of the D2 school and made him into, you know, MVP candidate at the time. And now yeah. he's one chance to go work with a quarterback from the ACC, B1, Heisman Trophy, yada, yada, yada. Yep. yep. That should be pretty interesting to see. So I think that overall they, they should win more games than they did last year. And if not, at least they'll be uh, contending and competing in them to the, to the end. Right, um, right. So that's my take on the Jaguars. Yeah, and don't forget that they uh, also got Evan Engram from the um, from the Giants. Oh, yeah. And I always think I always been a big fan of Evan Engram, and he just didn't have the right <clears throat> opportunity. Sorry. No, Daniel Jones <laughs> gave him the right <laughs> Right, right, right. So I feel like Evan Engram has a has a potential. I mean, very athletic tight end. He can definitely break out. They also got Zay Jones there as kind of a you know back some a little bit of insurance there at wide receiver. So you know they. Still got Jamal Agnew, Laquan Treadmill, LaVisca Chenault. I was always a big fan of LaVisca Chenault. I thought he has uh, room to grow. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential here. I just I just don't know the what defense. we're going to get. Yeah, right. the defense is just it really doesn't make me feel real great about anything. So who do you think about uh, drafting here for fantasy football purposes? Uh, I'm going to go Travis Etienne with this one. Oh, I love it. Love it. Like That's that. the guy I picked. I love that. <laughs> I think people have forgotten about him, you know, yeah. because of the the Frank injury, and uh, in, in, and they said that he could have come back late in last year, so he should be 100% coming into this year. And you remember, remember how excited everybody was when Travis Etienne oh, yeah. got drafted, and you're yeah. like, oh, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, it's going to be like, you know, Clemson in the NFL, and and you know, we all agree that Clemson during those years probably could have beat a lot of NFL teams, so. You know, this is that's that's exciting. It's exciting to see him come back and uh, and be be ready. He's 54th overall, running back 24. Uh, I love it. I think I think the upside is there. I think he catches passes. I think he has so much potential here, playing of a quarterback that he's already very comfortable with. We've seen how that can help somebody. I mean, he had the most rushing attempts of 20 yards plus uh, from 2018 to 2019, and um, it's just you know that's I think he can do it again. I think he can do it again. So I love that pick. That's brilliant. We're on the same page here, Trev. That's like yes, sir. we're on the same page here. <laughs> so let's talk about the Houston Texans. Oh boy. So what are the biggest questions and the biggest strengths for the Texans going into the preseason? The biggest question is what are the Houston Texans going to do this year? <laughs> right. Or are uh, they a football team? I'm not sure. <laughs> the strength would have to be Lovey Smith taking over as head coach. Yeah. Um, and the question is, David Mills, is is he going to continue what he 
quote-unquote starter at the end of the last season as he progressed as the season went on, or is he just going to be a dud and then it's just going to be Levy Smith on the hot seat? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> Literally, what, I, don't, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know who's on the defensive side of the ball. I just know Davis Mills is quarterback and Levy Smith, honestly. So, biggest question yeah. is, Houston Texans, what are you going to do? Sweet new helmet, by the way, they released today. Yeah, that, that, oh, yeah, that, that battle That's helmet, whatever the heck it was. Yeah, they should they should wear that all the time. Yeah. They might as well look, if you're gonna lose every game, at least wear something cool. That's a strength, you know, that's a strength for them. The sweet, the red helmet, the strength for them. There we go. There you. <laughs> there we go. We got the strengths. Excellent. The red helmet. Excellent. Yeah. Um, that's fantastic. You know, I I agree with you. Now, I I will say this. I do like uh, Damian Pierce, the rookie running back they drafted. I think he has some significant potential for a fourth round pick, and I think he can he can raise. Can can certainly be a, a big contributor here, but I I just don't know what's going to happen. I mean I think their defense is, I mean the big unknown. I mean they're not good, um, so I'm not really sure. And their offense just doesn't have a lot of playmakers. Um, and Davis Mills, I just don't believe in Davis Mills being the long term answer at quarterback in Houston. So I, I feel that there are some going to be some there's going to be some slim pickings. For uh, for celebrations in Houston this year, <laughs> yeah, not time. not gonna be a lot. Not gonna be a lot. So wh- who are you looking at uh, drafting? If anyone out of the Houston Texans? Oh man, like a loaded question. I'm not drafting anyone from Houston Texans on my fantasy squad. Not doing it. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fair. I I can I can buy into that. I will say this: since I, I'm gonna put my money where my mouth is, I love Damian Pierce. Um, I like. I would. I might draft him. He's going 149th overall, running back 50. He's probably going to get the start. His only competition really is Marlon Mack and Rex Burkhead. I just, you know, I, I don't see either of those guys being that exciting. And I think that if they want to give the fans something to cheer for, Damian Pierce is the guy. I mean, he certainly is uh, is really good from the FBS uh, time in college. Uh, highest graded running back from the uh, from the FBS in uh, in 2021. So he clearly has a lot of potential. Uh, I just think everything around him sucks. <laughs> so exactly. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Plus the Texans love the four speed over the hill running backs, AKA David Johnson and Mark Ingram. Um, so I can see them four speeding Marlon Mack, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. just because that's what they do. Now I, I do love Lovey Smith. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, time with the bears, time with Illinois. I, I love Lovey Smith. I just think he's been put in a really bad situation. Um, and and hopefully the hopefully the Houston fans give him a break for that. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Indianapolis Colts and uh, talk about them. Greatest strength, Greg's question. Uh, in the Colts, the strength would be Matt Ryan. Obviously, I think that was a sweet yeah. move. Yep. Go get Matt Ryan. He still has some gas left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Uh, question would probably be. Uh, can Quentin, can the offensive line stay healthy? Quentin Nelson, can they stay healthy? And I guess their defense, they're good, they're good on paper, but can they gel and put right. together? Um, yeah, I mean, they're pretty, they're good. I think Matt Ryan is the best move to get him over the hump that they had with, over with Carson Wentz, who is now a commander quarterback, and he'll take us to the promised land. But because uh, <laughs> they were doing okay with, with Carson Wentz. They were winning games, and then Carson right. Wentz happened. So um, John, Jonathan Taylor back there in the backfield is a beast. That was the guy I'm gonna I was gonna point out. Uh, I think the entire season just uh, revolves around Jonathan Taylor doing yeah. well because he he is so uh, he had such a breakout season and he was so amazing. I just don't know what he can do uh, for an encore. 
You know, I mean, he he was ridiculous. I mean, he had 1,811 rush yards and 360 receiving yards, so over 2,000 total yards from scrimmage. He was obviously the he was he was amazing. I mean, there was just no two ways about it. 5.5 yards per attempt, 20 touchdowns. I mean, Jonathan Taylor was a yeah. one-man wrecking machine. So yeah, um, I love and that, Ryan. Giving him the ball in the last game, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, you know, that's a thing. that's you know, so it'll be interesting to see how this all kind of this all kind of works its way out. You know, I mean, it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens here. And the Colts have been revolving door at quarterback recently, so yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, Matt Ryan, maybe they'll give him a little bit of stability. I mean, he was an, a league MVP at one point in time, so hey, who knows? I mean, that could be a good move. Obviously, backing them up is Nick Foles. So, mm, don't feel good about that. <laughs> All right, who, do you, who are you targeting here? Any, you drafting anybody? Out of, I mean, yeah. obviously, Jonathan Taylor, because he's number one overall in all, most fantasy drafts. But anybody past Jonathan Taylor that you're looking at taking? I really – I'm a huge – I like Michael Pittman a lot. I really do. Okay. And I think yeah. he's like an upgraded quarterback. He'll be able to really showcase what he can do, too. So, Michael Pittman. Yeah, Michael Pittman, also a great and, – and also over 1,000 yards last year, 1,082 yards last year, six touchdowns. I mean, again, very quietly and with, um, you know, not, not the greatest because obviously there were some injuries and a lot of things going around. So Michael Pittman, uh, 34th overall, wide receiver 13th. Uh, if you believe in the system and you believe in Matt Ryan, then Mike, Michael Pittman's your guy. I'm going to go and just de- dig real, real deep. I'm going to go with Paris Campbell, um, Ooh, 430th. Nice overall wide receiver 83 um so far in early practices it looks like matt ryan is favoring him um locked i mean behind michael pittman of course um he's being featured relatively extensively here um he's working with the colts first team offense and let's be honest after michael pittman there is no guarantee right i mean it's just it's michael pittman and everybody else so i think paris campbell has a chance to kind of elevate to being an every down guy or at least a three wide guy and I think that if he has a good connection with Matt Ryan, which it appears to be happening right now, he could be a steal at 230th overall. Basically, like I said, you might be getting a, you might be getting money back for drafting him <laughs> in this draft. He's going so late. All right, let's go to that last team, Tennessee Titans. Strength and weak, uh, strength and question. What do you think? Uh, strength is obviously Derrick Henry, King Henry himself. Yes. Question mark is outside of that, how are they going to score points? <laughs> right. I mean, right. Uh, Julio Jones is gone. Um, yeah, and question mark is, hey, Mike Vrabel, is this like going to be like maybe your last year of coaching, or how much longer do you have as being a coach of the Titans? Because you guys do well regular season, you get the one seed, and you fumble the fumble the bag right there at the beginning. Yeah, and, seriously. So, how many more times is it going to take for you for that to happen for you to lose your job or keep your job? So. The right. question is that is how you're going to score points. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And, and obviously they got Robert Woods there, but he's coming off a big injury. Yeah. They drafted Traylon Burks, which is exciting, but he's rookie. And then after that, it's question mark, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, doesn't feel great. Now, the one thing I'm excited about, although we won't see anything of him this year, is Malik Willis. They got him in the third round this year. What a steal that is. Um, and sitting there and developing for a year is the right thing to do for Malik Willis. Ryan Tannehill has actually two uh, has two years left in his contract. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep Malik Willis on the bench at least for one year, but maybe even into the following year, just to make sure he develops right because he has so much potential, so much potential. So 
it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But but I think the Titans are the only other team that I think has a chance here coming out of the AFC South of being of, of taking that division outside of the Colts. You know, and, and it's interesting because they they like you said they drop the ball when when the pressure is up. So we'll see what happens. So who are you targeting for fantasy football out of the Titans? Anybody? Other than Derrick Henry, of course, because we are we're all drafting Henry. He's consensus two overall. Um, if I have to, I guess I'll do Robert Woods, just okay. because he's a nice veteran receiver coming over from the Rams. Um, I don't know, but he's come up an injury <laughs> too at the same time. So if I have to, Robert Woods. Other than that, out Derrick Henry does. That's, yeah, that's I think I think Robert Woods is a good value because he's going, and I actually almost picked him as my pick as well. He's going 104th overall, wide receiver 45. So definitely really late, in, I mean, late middle drafts. And and Robert Woods is a proven veteran. I just don't know what he's going to do, A, coming off injury, and B, with Ryan Tannehill. So that's, that's my two question marks for Robert Woods. But I do like him, um, particularly for the value. I actually would be going for Traylon Burks. He's going at 91 overall, so he's not that far ahead, maybe around a round and a half earlier than Robert Woods going as wide receiver yeah. 39. I mean, he finished first in his class in yards per route, um, was uh, also first in yards per route when lined up outside among all receivers in uh, college football, FBS. Um, he has great size, great speed. I think there's a lot of potential for him. I just, I, again, it's a big question mark because he's not A.J. Brown, but he does have a similar yard after catchability as A.J. Brown. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think he'll step in and have some potential right off the bat. I think that the Titans, though, will probably stay run heavy uh, this season. So I'm not sure how much value he'll get. But I do like taking a flyer on Traylon Burks because lots of upside and he's going late in drafts. All right. So that actually does it. Oh, my gosh. We finally got to the end of the show. It's all the time we have. We'll hit the air horn on the show. A little bit of extra, a little bit of overtime. A little bit of overtime. We got almost a 40 minutes here. We gave a little bit of bonus time. To our, to our listeners, because that's how much we care, as we have to say. Hey, give us your social media, uh, Trev, so people can follow you. I'm on Twitter, at TrevHTTC, hail to the commanders. I'm on uh, Football Garbage Time Podcast with Hakun right yes, here. The yeah. district. Also do a little stuff with full press coverage. It's been a while since I've done stuff with them, but I'm still affiliated and a part of that family, too. So awesome. I'm everywhere. It's good stuff. Everybody should definitely check that stuff out, by the way. And, and Rough District, amazing stuff. And go to Sky Bar, for goodness sake. If you haven't been there and you're nearby, then what are you waiting for? you got to get yourself one of the – I mean, those drinks <laughs> get there. Darn it. All right. So you can find me on Twitter, at FD Garbage Time, and on Facebook, at the Football Garbage Time page. Thanks again for listening and wasting time with us. Until next time, enjoy your NFL week. Hi guys.